talk to agents and, and you talk to agents all over the country, I see them constantly ask leads, leads, leads. Is this a good lead source? How do I get more leads out of this? What's the best lead source to get now business? What's the best way to work FISBOs? And what I've seen you kind of change your perspective, your, your mindset, and here we've done it here at Whistle Realty Group, is say, let's focus less on more leads and let's focus on the leads we already have. In today's podcast, I want to go deep into what do we do with the leads that we already have and how do we extract the gold out from within? Sounds good to me. I think we could hit that. I think we should. I think yeah. we could. One of our, our uh, EXP homies, Ricky Carruth, put a post up not too long ago that was, I don't remember the exact quote, but it was something along the lines of, agents have a ton of leads in their database already that they're not calling. Instead of calling their leads, they're spending a whole bunch of time trying to generate more leads so they can not call them too. Like that's that's the problem yeah. we're going to talk about today. Cool. So. Uh, welcome to the Whistle Way podcast. My name is Kyle Whistle with EXP Realty here in San Diego. I'm Brian Kochi, Director of Marketing here at Whistle Realty Group. The goal of the show is to give you the tools, techniques, and tactics to go out there and crush it in your business. The way that we like to do that is to answer the questions that you have for us. So if you ever have a question you want to have us answer, uh, you can always go to thewhistleway.com. You can ask us questions on there, subscribe to the podcast and YouTube channel, join our referral network, um, also our private Facebook group and email newsletter where we share a lot of tips and tricks of what we're working on on our internal team. Uh, also, you can get details on our Media Mayor Mastermind course, which is where we share um, everything we've learned about creating video over the last eight years and bundle it up into a nice little package to help shortcut your learning curve so you can get out there and start crushing it with video today, all at thewhistleway.com. All right, let's go. So let, let's dive in. Let's talk a little bit before we go into the solutions, which I, I want to give a couple different options. Let's talk more about the problem. I want you to expand more on the fact that agents aren't calling their leads. Yeah. That's a problem. All right. So now let's go to the salute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a funny thing to me. It's um, it, it really boils down to people are just looking for low-hanging fruit. They're just kind of running through the field, grabbing whatever fruit that they can. And they would rather just keep running, looking for more trees with low-hanging fruit than climb up the trees where there's actually an abundant supply of fruit up in these trees. But they're just taking the low-hanging stuff that's really easy that doesn't require any climbing, and they're just like, oh, I'll just go to the next tree, the next tree, the next tree, and just keep grabbing low-hanging fruit. But they're leaving so much opportunity, so much money right behind because they're not actually going and climbing these trees. Um, and I think that there's just so much that's missed, and, and I'm actually really excited for this because we've gone so much harder on this topic on our team this year and it's no surprise our team is up almost 50% year over year when this same time a year ago, we're recording this here at the end of February of 23, the market is, you know, considering where interest rates are, is shit today, right? I mean, I would say it was are, a lot easier then than it is right, now. Rates are in the 6 to 7% range. This same time a year ago, we were talking about rates around 3%. So the fact that we're up 50 plus percent and the majority of it, when I look at our lead sources, sphere and referral are number one and two by a healthy margin. And so, you know, there's a saying where attention goes, energy flows. We've been putting so much attention on climbing trees and not running around looking for low-hanging fruit that it's really, really paying off for the team right now. Yeah, and um, I think a lot of agents for the last five, six, seven, eight years have been able to make a pretty good living 
picking that low-hanging fruit. Um, but as market shifts, as things are more difficult, especially now with uh, interest rates being so high and having a, a shortage of buyers that can buy and a shortage of sellers that want to sell, as things constrict that low-hanging fruit, yeah, there's going to be the people that have to move because of a life event. There's going to be the people that have to move, um, or, you know, that are, that are, I guess most of it's life event, right? Um, but if, it, if the family, like my family, if we wanted to get a bigger house, we would pay thousands of dollars more for the same house just with the interest rates. And, and so that's not appealing. Yeah. So we'll stick it out for a couple of years, right? Yeah. So as the low-hanging fruit gets picked and and harder to find, what are some ways that we are doing it here at Whistle or, or that we're going to be doing it to where we can go deeper with our database? Well, you got to think about this too, right? The number of transactions in most of the country right now is about half of what it was the same time a year ago. So there's still a similar number of leads that are coming in, but there's half as many transactions that are happening. And so the agents who are just grabbing the low-hanging fruit are getting smoked by the agents who are actually willing to climb the trees because there's just not as much to go around. Like, that's what's happening. And, and agents are just used to like, oh, I'll just go there to get leads. I'll go there to get leads. I'll go to the next thing. I'll go to the next thing. They're so focused on the leads. If they would not generate any more leads and just focus on the ones they already have, they wouldn't have to spend as much money. They'd actually make more money. Their profit margin would go up. They could actually net more money, but instead they would rather just pull out like, you know, realtors and credit cards. They're just like, swipe it, swipe it. Like, and vendors know this, right? Like when they're at booths, they're like, all you got to do if you just sell one home a year, it'll pay for itself. Like it's the most cliche line in um, conference sales. And they say it and you buy that shit. Like it's uh, hilarious. But what if... You couldn't buy another lead. What would you do? What if that same amount of money that you want to spend on that new lead source, what if instead of spending it on a new lead source, you could only spend it on the leads you already have? So I, I want to break down three different strategies. Um, I already know the first two. I'm curious about the third one. I have no idea what you're going to say. I want to break down three different strategies on the way we can dive into our current database, our current leads that we already own. Um, what would the first strategy you would say be? So first strategy for working with the existing leads yep. is to actually build out a campaign for long-term follow-up. Not where I thought you were going to go with that. Well, that's Good, where I let's went. go. Yeah. So I think one of the mistakes, it's so much easier to identify mistakes, right? One of the mistakes I see a lot of um, my fellow realtors make is they, they know they need this, right? They know they need a long-term follow-up campaign, but none of them take the time to build one. So one of two things happens. They either don't build one so they don't have one or they don't want to build one. So they just go into whatever system CRM it is they're using. They're like, oh, buyer campaign. Yes. They've never looked at one fucking email or text in the whole sequence. They have no fucking clue what they're sending to their clients. They just hit yes because it was easy button. But you don't know what the hell you're sending your clients. Like is the message relevant to your market? Is it in alignment with your brand and your systems and your processes? Like it blows my mind. And I'm using strong words here because I'm passionate. About I this see one. Like, that. <laughs> how many people you're going, I mean, some of these lead sources right now, you're spending a thousand dollars a lead and you don't even know what the fuck you're sending them. Like that's a huge problem. So 
one of the things I'm really obsessed with is like, how do I duplicate myself, right? Like, where do I spend my time? And one of the best places you could possibly spend your time is writing the copy for your email sequence. It's going to go out or your text sequence. It's going to go out. Like, this is going to go out from the time you build it to every single client and every single lead you generate from that point forward. So it's going to get used over and over and over and over and over again. Like, that is called duplication. Like, that is a extremely valuable usage of your time. This isn't something where you just hit yes on whatever pre-built sequence there is. Like maybe you, and now look, that's fine. Start with what they gave you. That's cool. Like I'm, I'm totally good with that. Even if you read what it's sending, I'm good with that too. The problem is- You can is, say yes. You just have to read it first. Right. The problem <laughs> is, you know this, I'm talking to you. And if you're watching on, on uh, YouTube, I'm pointing at you. Like, you know, damn well, you haven't even read all the emails that you're sending out to your client. Like that's a huge problem. So it's, I think it's an extremely valuable usage of time to go through, build out follow-up campaigns. And now you have this beautiful, you know, AI technology, whether you're using ChatGPT or Jasper or one of the many others out there, like you have all this, this technology now that can help you with this. Cause I'm not the best writer. You're not the best writer. Like a lot of you aren't the best writer, but now you have this technology that can help you write, which is really cool. So I would say that's a very valuable usage of your time and make sure that you have sequences built out and that there's a, a message to market match because the sequence you're going to send out to different lead sources might be different, right? What you're going to send to your sphere might be different than what you're going to send to a lead from a portal. So take some time and build these sequences out. And these sequences aren't one or two emails. Like these are a series of emails that you have going out over a period of time. So let's break down this, this, this sequence. In an idea, and obviously things are going to change based on the stage and based on the intent, right? Your sphere is going to get a different cadence than your hot leads. But let's just give a, a, a basic framework per month, how many emails, how many calls, how many text messages, um, and how long does it go for? Again, hot, it's going to be a lot faster. Sphere is going to be a lot slower. But give me a middle ground just so something yeah. one that can break it up build yeah it up i would first. say your phone calls you should be a minimum of once a day for the first week literally every single day if not twice a day um you need to get on the phone and i'm starting with phone because i know a lot of you that are listening just want to send emails and texts like you actually got to pick up the fucking phone okay if you're a realtor who doesn't make phone calls you're like a barista that doesn't make coffee that shit doesn't work gotta actually pick up the phone and make calls. When I say pick it up, I'm not saying hold it in two hands and type on it. I'm saying put it up to your ear, put your AirPods in, whatever, right? You got to actually make phone calls. So I'm looking for you to call when you have a new lead coming in. Now we're assuming this isn't like a referral that's that's hot. Like this is an internet lead, right? A portal yep. lead, a pay-per-click lead, something like social media lead. Like you they need filled out to, a form. They want information, but they don't know who you are. Yes. You, you need to be aggressive. So you need to follow up every single day for that first week over the phone. And then you can start to ease off after that first week, but you're still calling a minimum of once a week until you connect with somebody. So we're going to go super hard for that first week. And then we're going to taper and go to once a week after that. Um, you need to also have emails. You also need to have text messages. The thing that I found is you've got to meet people where they're at. So if you're calling and they're not answering the phone, maybe they can text, maybe they can't text, maybe they can email, right? There's some people who work jobs that they can't have their phone while they're at the office. But they have a computer and it has email and they can email you, but they won't ever answer a call. And all you're doing is hammering them with phone calls. But if you would have emailed, you might have actually got a response. So I think it's important to hit it all three ways. Um, and then the fourth way, you know, we work with our friends at Ylopo. They do some uh, and Grant Wise over at Whitley. Like 
they both in combination do a lot of retargeting that helps as well. So um, retargeting just kind of helps increase the response rate, increase the conversion rate, because now you're, you're kind of priming the pump so that somebody went on the site, registered, now they're getting retargeting, so they're seeing your, your brand, and then they get your call or your email, your text, and then they associate, oh, it's that, that gal, that guy that I've been seeing. Um, it actually really enhances the response rate on that stuff. So um, I would build out a sequence. What I believe the way that our team has it, and I, and I don't build these, we have somebody else who builds these, um, but we build out, I think it's like there's a first 30-day sequence, uh, 30 sequence, and then if they don't respond at the end of the 30 days, it transitions them to like a six-month sequence, and then it transitions them to a 12-month sequence thereafter. So there's like three different campaigns. When one ends, then it moves to the next campaign, to the next campaign. So it's like a sequential campaign. If you can't build sequential campaigns like that, then you're just going to build one really long campaign. And um, you want to go out for what, 18 months, two years? I would say at least 18 months, yeah. Cool. All right. That was good. I like that. Cool. Uh, number two, what's your second strategy for focusing in on your database, pulling out the gold from that you already have? Yeah. So a big one is we're really big on getting a weekly email out to the database. Ideally, those emails have videos included in them. Um, sometimes you're like, oh my gosh, weekly. That's so often. Well, guess what? The average person gets like two to 300 emails a day. So do that math over the course of a week, they're getting 1,000, 2,000 plus emails every week. If you get one out of 1,000, you're not too much, I promise you. So uh, we used to go bi-weekly. We've gone to weekly on those right now. You need to stay top of mind to people and you need to do that by providing value to them. You can't just email them over and over, pitch, 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 pitch. We're constantly adding value um, in those emails. We're typically sending emails out um, with market updates, buyer tips, seller tips, updates on programs. We're starting to do webinars now, so we're promoting webinars in there. Um, but we're hitting people on a weekly basis with emails now because when you talk to leads, when they say no, it's not no, it's just not now or not yet. It will eventually become a yes. Yeah, because they, they have some be, intent. Yeah, I mean, they obviously registered and gave contact info, whether they came by your open house, went on a website, a portal, whatever. Like, they gave contact info, so there's some level of intent there. They're just not ready yet. I've had a lot of clients where they're not ready yet, and out of the blue, all of a sudden, they're ready. So the key is when they go from a not yet to a yes, it's a matter of who's the person they think of when that shift happens. And if you're the person who hit them with the sequence, you have the retargeting going, now they're getting your emails on a weekly basis, that helps ensure that you're top of mind when it's time for them to actually do something. Yeah, you want to make it easy for them to contact you. And one thing that we always try and do in those emails is we try and make sure we include, obviously they, there's an email that they can respond to, but a phone number as well, so we can meet them where they're at. If they want to text us, if they want to call us, if they want to email us, we have all of that within there. Cool. Yep. Uh, and number three, I'm assuming you want to go to events. Where do you want that's to go? Where, that's where I was expecting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have an agenda that I'm not aware I, of. So I, I, Sometimes I like to guess where you're going to go. Okay. And uh, you kind of got number two in there. Okay. Uh, but I want to hear number three. Yeah, events are a big one for us. So we currently do four events per year. Um, and some people refer to these as client events. We refer to them. That's what we kind of call them internally. But externally, we call them friends and family events. That was a little word change we made a few years ago because I don't know about you, but if uh, you know I bought something from somebody in the past, I don't want to be referred to as a client. Like I don't always want to be a client. Maybe we met 
and somebody was our client, but we build a relationship with them and I want them to see me as a friend once the transaction's done, or I want them to feel like they're a part of my family when a transaction's done. So we don't call them client events. Um, we call them friends and family events because the clients who have worked with us, we consider them our friends. We consider them a part of our family. So just a little word change that we made. Um, we run four events per year. This year we are doing a movie night, which is one of my favorite events because it's very easy to do. Uh, you rent out a movie theater, invite all your clients, um, and they get out for a nice little date night. We've learned to um, shift and only do grown-up movies. I say grown-up versus adult movies because minds wander <laughs> to weird places when you call them adult movies. So we do grown-up buried at R movies um, so that we only get the parents there. I don't want the kids there. We've done kid movies in the past. What ends up happening, you got a family of four, five, six. One kid gets sick. The whole family doesn't come. Now you have a ton of empty seats. Also, when you have kids there, the kids are just, you know, hanging on their parents. Mommy, daddy, I want popcorn. I want this on candy. Like you don't actually get to have conversations with the parents. So um, we find found going with grown up rated R movies has been really effective. Um, and also, you know, clients, they come to those and they're like, hey, this is great. You did it. We haven't been on a date in a year. We thank you for doing this. I had multiple clients tell me that last time. Um, apparently us. Having a movie night was a good enough <laughs> excuse for them to get out and have a date. So, hey, there you go. Um, yeah, they, they save 30 bucks. and <laughs> yeah. but, but that $30 that, that we paid for them, yeah. they're like, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we do that. We have a big barbecue in the summer. We do we have bounce houses and games and music and food trucks and all that stuff at a park. And that, that's super fun. We do cornhole, all that. Then this year, we're going to change it up. Some uh, Our buddy Stephen Hurd and, and John Pugh gave us a good idea to do a family photo day. So we're going to try something different in the fall this year and help people get photos they can send out for the holidays. Um, so just have clients show up to a venue, shoot photos, like nice, high-quality portraits for people, which we're excited to try something new. So that's going to be our Q3 event. And then Q4, we do a big holiday party. Uh, we have a, we're the official real estate team of San Diego state athletics. It's the big college here. They just built a new stadium. I don't know if you know this Manchester United is going to play a game in the stadium this year, uh, which is gonna be really cool. Are you getting tickets for that? Uh, I already told them I want a suite <laughs> <laughs> on the pitch. Um, yeah. So give me a suite on the pitch. So I know what um, that is. I watched Ted Lasso. So I'm, <laughs> I'm a cultured individual. So we sponsor, they built a brand new stadium here in San Diego. So our holiday event happens there. We have Santa, food, drinks, raffle, um, games, all kinds of stuff like that. So we do these four events a year. They're great because um, it gives us a, a reason to reach out to our clients four times per year to not talk about real estate, right? And in your head, you're like, why do you want to talk about stuff other than real estate? Shouldn't we talk about real estate? We want to sell them homes. Like, yeah, that's why you're not selling them homes because you talk about real estate. Like the less you talk about real estate, the more real estate you sell. It's weird how that works because you're just building relationships because relationships are what make this world go round. Um, so when we do these events, we send a mailer, like a physical direct mail piece to them. It's like a really nice wedding invitation. Um, if you want to get a copy of what that looks like, follow me on Instagram and send me a DM at Kyle Whistle, and I'll send you um, our most recent invitation so you can see what that looks like. I'll probably regret saying that later, but it's fine. Um, Every time you do that, I love it. I love, love, love it. <laughs> I, I need some followers, Brian. I'm being thirsty. Um, <laughs> so we send an invitation in the mail. Then we send an invitation via email. And then our agents get on the phones. And then it's at that point, it's about calling first and then following up with text messages and then also uh, posting on their social. 
And so what it does is it just all my agents on my team, or if you're solo, it gives it gives you or your agents an excuse to call people and not talk about real estate. And now it's just like, hey, Brian, how's it going? Want to follow up? Make sure you got the invitation to our movie night coming up. You're like, yeah, cool. You guys gonna be able to make it? Uh, no, you know, we got some stuff going on. Okay. I don't care at this point, right? Like I couldn't care less about the event. The event was just my excuse to get into a conversation with Brian. Now I transitioned over to a Ford script, family, occupation, recreation, dreams, right? Now we're just shooting the shit. I'm checking in. How are you? How's work? How's life? How's the family? Like it's just a conversation. But the whole point of the event is just gives you an excuse to call people and invite them to something with no pitch and gets you into conversations, which is all I want. Um, if they come to the event, that's icing on the cake. I don't care if they come to the event. If they don't come to the event, that's fine. Uh, as long as I got into a conversation with them. So those four events a year are huge for us. And then we we spend on average probably again we've got a big team, so we got to do we got to do it big. Um, we spend on average probably six to ten grand per event. Um, but you don't have to do an event that big, right? If you're a solo agent and you've closed three deals in your career and you have 112 people in your database because from open house and from sphere and whatever, talk a little bit about inviting people to an intimate event. Yeah. So you could just do a simple thing at like the wine bar and you could just reach out to your clients and say, Hey, we're uh, having a little get together at the wine bar. Um, you know, just for, for all of my friends and family that we've worked with over the years. That mean who cares? Doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I worked with them at Best Buy. Yeah, we were cool. if, <laughs> if like two people show up, that's a little get together, or you could call it like a, a little intimate event or a small event, whatever. Um, and just invite people to that and then just cover the bar tab or buy them their first round. Like, don't overthink this like you have to do a big event. That's just what we've grown into over the years. You could just do that. You could do one of those like paint and sip nights where you do a painting and you um drink during the the painting thing. You could do a variety of things. Like it's Girl Scout season right now. Like I did a Girl Scout a cookies and cocktails event one time. We found what pairs with what Girl Scout cookie. Like you could do anything. Don't overthink this. That it has to be something big. We've done fight nights. Like um, when Floyd Mayweather fought Conor McGregor. Like we did a fight night at the office and just invited people to it. Like so don't overthink this. And also you could piggyback off of other people's events. So if other people have events – um, like John Glutch, a buddy of mine, was shared a great idea. Like they go down to Mexico and help build houses for families in need. He invites his database to that. Hey, we're going down there. We'd love for you to join us. Well, if they go join him, great. He's going to get to build a relationship. But if they don't, they at least got invited to something, which everybody likes to get invited to stuff. It feels good. And two, they're like, oh, John builds houses for families in need in Mexico. That's cool. So you could even just piggyback off of other events that are already happening. You don't even have to be the one hosting them. I like that. Yeah. That's all I got. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, hopefully you guys got some value out of that. If you did, if you're uh, watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. And uh, if you want more of the content, hit subscribe and the little notification bell. And if you're listening on a podcast platform, make sure to subscribe. If you could write a review, those reviews on podcast platforms are hard to get and they go a long way. So those are very much appreciated. Um, and then again, if you want more of our content, go to the whistleway.com and get all that stuff on there. So before we wrap, we want to dive into something we refer to as our whistle widget of the week. This is something we utilize in our business that saves us time, makes us more money, or just helps us have more fun. What do you got? Yeah, I want to share a tool that we've been using for a long time, um, but something that we didn't know about. And I want to shout out to 
and I, I was gonna I was gonna shout him out, but now I feel like I'm putting him on blast. A good friend of ours shared something with us um, with, with within our within our EXP group, and he said, "Hey, here it is. Don't change anything, though." He shared a link from Canva, and he said, "Don't change anything for him." I, I saw it said "copy of," so he created a copy so that way if someone changed anything, it wouldn't mess up his. Um, but then what he didn't know is when you go to share in Canva, there's a button that says template link. And what's cool about the template link is it'll allow you to share that with lots of people. And when they click on that, it'll create a new, um, item in their own Canva. So if they change it, if they delete it, if they change the colors, it doesn't matter. It's not going to change it for everyone else. It's only going to change it for them. So if you're, if you're creating something in Canva and you're selling it or you're sharing it with people and, if you've shared it with people you've already have found, they'll change the headshot or they'll change stuff. And you're like, no, stop messing with my stuff. You can share with them a template link um, and it'll allow them to do whatever they want with it while still keeping yours good and that link good for everyone else to share. Solid. Um, this one, somebody in my age or in my office, one of my agents pointed this one out this week. I thought it was really cool. So most of us, if we want audiobooks, we're using Audible which I despise the setup on Audible because they like force you on this subscription and you forget you're on it. And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, you have like 62 credits and you go download 62 books that you never read. Like it's a crappy experience and you're paying for it. Um, so we found an alternative that's free and it links up with local libraries. It uses like your actual library card and allows you to check out audiobooks just like Audible without the subscription and the credits and all of that. Um, and pretty much all the same books that are on Audible are on this system called Libby, L-I-B-B-Y. It is really, really cool. So if you want to get off of Audible and quit dealing with their subscription and having to figure out what to do with all these credits, you can check out Libby and start just using a library card to check out books and not have to pay for them. Good job, libraries, for coming up with the times, huh? Yeah. Good on them. Pretty smart. Cool. So, yeah, I had to get like a San Diego County library card. Did you have to go into the library to get it one? It was actually, no, it was really efficiently linked up to the local library, and it was it was a good user experience. I was very good. impressed with it. Um, so I went on and grabbed the new David Goggins book. It was really good. So check that one out, Libby. Awesome, guys. Well, I hope you got a lot of value out of the episode today. Again, my name is Kyle Whistle with eXp Realty. I'm Brian Kochi. We'll see you next time.